attention patriots, this is the Chris Ann Hall Show. Who's going to stand up? Where are the lovers of liberty? I think that's absurd. It's ridiculous. It's unconstitutional. It's out of control. You think this is over? This isn't over. There's a liberty wave coming. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here. K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to my show, my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Thank you. Uh, We are in uh, Colorado this week for Liberty Tour 2019. We had a great, great meeting last night. Yeah. My goodness, there were several hundred people there last night learning about the history of the Constitution. Yeah, it was good. It was a powerful presentation. I'm really excited about uh, the excitement that has come out of that as well. We just mo- met with a couple of the people that were organizing the event uh, this morning before the show, and they told us that there's a, been a fire that's been ignited, and they've already been contacted by so many people uh, inspired by what they learned. And that's, you know, I mean, that's that's the goal. <laughs> that's what we're here to do. I'm very excited. Um, I want to talk today about the headline about uh jesse smollett right that's his first name isn't it jesse smollett yeah you should say that right i think you should probably talk about it just in in anonymous terms yeah yeah you're right because i think (laughs) the delivery of that is is going to be hard for some people to hear isn't it yeah so so i how about i just ask you yeah interview me then that'd be cool (laughs) all right as a prosecutor of a decade, right? Chris Ann Hall here, assistant so state attorney for the state of Florida. Many cases like what we're going to talk about. So many cases. Just let's just get right to the end of it. All right. So if a person is guilt has filed a false re- police report, so they they're mm-hmm. they're charged or accused of filing a false police report, and 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 let's say. You even have evidence that that it's so, right? You, right. You, the investigators have investigated. They mm-hmm. got you have a good. Uh, they gave you good solid uh, evidence, reports. Everything is squared away. You know this guy did it. He filed a false re- police report. What it what is what generally happens uh, from your point of view as a prosecutor? Well, from the point of view of a prosecutor, there are, there are a couple things that I'm going to do first, right? First, I'm going to check his criminal record. I'm going to see if he has past criminal offenses. I'm going to see if this is something that has happened before. Has he ever done this before? Right. Then I'm going to look the facts of the case or any other, any other criminal or any type other, behavior. any other kind of criminal type behavior, but probably uh, more specifically, this, right. right? Is this a pattern for him? And then I'm going to look at the facts of the case. Um, 
Was someone harmed because of the filing of this false police report? And I mean that very specifically. Did someone uh, get arrested, right? So uh, filing a false police report saying my, my items were stolen and John Doe did it. Did John Doe get arrested? Right. So even filing a false police report, accusing someone of a crime and then and then uh, someone didn't get arrested is different than if someone did get arrested. So So was somebody actually harmed? Was there a victim in this case? Is there a legit real victim? Right. Then I'm going to look at uh, the circumstances surrounding the false police report. Were there resources expended because of this false police report? Because sometimes there's not, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes somebody just files a false police report. Uh, and they say, oh, this guy's an idiot. Right. Nobody does anything. Or, or, right. Or, or the dispatch or whatever may look into it, just just like they normally would right. to, to, to a ordinary extent right. and say, no, nah, there's nothing to this, and then right. that's the end of it. Right. So, so basically, uh, what is the criminal record of the accused? Was there any victims? Uh, were there expenditures of resources by the state, county, or city? And um, basically, that's that's pretty okay. much it. Those three criteria. All right. So, if you find in this case of, of filing a false re- police report, you know, claiming something happened to you that didn't happen to you. Uh, and you say, okay, the, really, there's no, there's no victim. There's right? no victim. So let's say I got my buddy, you know, next door to beat me up. Mm-hmm. The fact that I got, I, I was the one that, you know, asked him to and plotted <laughs> right. it. Right, you're I, the one that got I, the beat down. So I'm not. That doesn't, that doesn't, you know, meet the qualification of there's a victim. No, there, there's still no victim. <laughs> no, if I have still myself no beat up, <laughs> then I'm probably gonna laugh at you. <laughs> I, I'm not the victim. You deserve what you got. So, so, so let me get this straight. Being a complete moron is <laughs> not against the is law. Not illegal. Okay. Right. All right. So there's no victim. I just can't. I paid my buddy to beat me up, or I paid two strangers to beat me up. I, you know, right? Seriously, when do you say that out loud? And 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 to say it out loud like that, not attached to Smollett, and 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 to. You know, people like outraged. He hired two guys to beat him up. Right, good. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Jesse needed a beat down, and he's the only one bold enough to do it. Yeah. Okay, so no. Sorry. <laughs> so if there's no victim, all right. right? Then you said uh, the resources. Okay, so let's say, um, you know, I maybe initially I the police think it's credible, and then they right. expend resources, investigating, talking to witness, tracking this stuff down, you know, it's kind of protracted right. and they, and they spend, uh, uh, you know, they spend some money on this taxpayer dollars. So, right. Okay. And then what, what was the other, Oh, oh the if it criminal was a record. criminal record. Right, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you say this guy, as far as we, we know, clean. we've looked at it, you know, He's he has clean. no prior cl- criminal right. record. Okay. So a person with no prior, prior criminal record, right. No victim in this case, no victim. But the department, the 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 law enforcement spent expended resources unnecessarily. Then what would, in your experience, what would the prosecutors, the state attorney's office, the prosecutor's office, what would be their typical action in in a case like that? 
Typical action in a case like that would be something that we call pretrial diversion. Okay, uh, some places call it prosecutorial diversion. Some places call it pretrial diversion. We called it pretrial diversion. And basically what it is, is an off the records probation where we make a contract with the, the accused, the defendant. That's what we call them in the prosecutor's office. You make a contract with the, pro with the defendant and you outline the terms of the contract. And it's really just like probation. Okay, so you have terms and things that you have to meet. Now, what happens is it, it, it equates to a, a conditional dismissal, meaning that if you follow all the terms of the pretrial diversion program, you successfully complete the pretrial diversion program, then your charges will be dropped. And the, let, me, let me explain why that happens, right? And, and it so, happens. So, you know, like do your community service you, hours. Right. So, okay, so the pay, terms. Pay the restitution to the department that spent all this right you would figure resources. up i mean it's hard to figure up that kind of money what the resources lost and all of that let's say ballpark 10 grand <laughs> we'll say ballpark 10 grand which is probably a i don't know probably more probably more than, than what what would what would be wasted what on we'd be like right because you got to figure what's over and above the daily expense so of ten thousand is so, probably a pretty generous the, uh, yeah restitution. yeah yeah it is a very generous restitution so you would have generous meaning that's a lot of money yes to pay back yes that would be in in, in the filing the false police report that would situation. be something that would be practically unheard of in filing a false police report a ten thousand uh, dollar payment to the law enforcement so the term of the pretrial diversion would be you can commit no further crimes while you're on our pretrial diversion. As a matter of fact, it even says you can't get a traffic ticket. Uh, the pretrial diversion says then you have to do a certain number of hours of community service and you, then you have to pay for the lost resources. So then such, such a conditional dismissal mm -hmm. was very common in your experience extremely would you say extremely common in in, in, this kind of in this kind of situation where you have no criminal record uh where there is no real victim and it's just simply a loss of resources now let me i want to explain why this is common because prosecute proc, prosecutors are not supposed to be politically or publicly motivated they're supposed to be focused on the justice part of the side, right? And so what happens is you get people who are, who've never committed a crime before, but do something really, really stupid. Right. And what we're talking about here is something, I don't know if people really think about this, but being a prosecutor and, and even a defense attorney and, and a judge in the criminal justice system, we become very aware of these kinds of things. This could impact someone's life forever. Criminal charges are not like a civil case. You know, nobody ever knows about them. You fill out a job application, a housing application, you got to try to get uh, uh, buy a car. There are a lot of things that show up that can really, really impact your future in a criminal case. So we try to be very good. Let me put it this way, JC. Good prosecutors try to be very, very conservative in filing charges against people, especially if they have no criminal record. So the pretrial diversion program is set up to 
to be punitive to the point where you want somebody to say, look, this is not a good idea. You shouldn't do this again. We're going to slap you and make sure you know that there's a system out there that's going to hold you accountable. But we're going to give you a chance not to have a criminal record and have the rest of your life influenced by your stupid decision. So would you say, so if I had an attorney, okay, who let's say graduated law school from the University of Miami School of Law, let's say just hypothetically speaking, he was an executive producer for the People's Court. And then let's just say <laughs> hypothetically, this same lawyer started a, a celebrity gossip TV program. I mean, given that he's a lawyer and has experience, don't you think it's, un don't you think it's strange for him to say then such a decision is unusual when in fact it's common? Actually, um, he said it was bizarre. It was bizarre and unheard of. So given so, your experience, this is not bizarre. It's very, very It is common not bizarre. It typical. is very common. It is typical. When we come back, we'll talk about this just a little bit more. Liberty's lobbyist Chris Ann Hall has now taken control. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. We're discussing a hypothetical today. Yeah. A hypothetical where uh, a person with no criminal record uh, files a false police report and is caught filing a false police report where there's really no victim but just simply a loss of resources. So, and, so and, your hypothetical seems to correlate very closely with the Jussie Smollett incident. Yes. So, so he had himself beat up. He filed a false police report. He doesn't have a criminal record. Does not have a criminal record. Had himself uh, beat up. There was no victim other than himself. Other than himself. So he can pay himself, I guess. Yes, right. Or prosecute himself. Right, right, okay. right. Okay, and, uh, and also he did cause the department to uh, expend unnecessary resources. Right. Now, so he has he's paying $10,000, uh, which is, seems to be... You said a very large it's amount. A very, very large amount of money to pay, which and I may, think it's which probably might, because he has a, people that. Yeah. Well, he has a lot of money, so which might be one of the reasons that makes people suspicious that he got uh, a special treatment. But it would be typical to pay a fine of restitution in this. It case. would be typical. It would be typical. Well, let me put it this way: it would not be unheard of. Um, Just the amount is pretty. The, high. the amount Seems is pretty high. high, and I can tell you. Look, I was a prosecutor for a decade. We had these cases quite often, the filing of the false police report. People do this. It's not an unheard of thing. So the freak and we, out. But, but I just want to make the point that there are a lot of times where we went through this pretrial diversion program and there was no money paid to yeah. the county or the city just simply because there was no money to get. You can't get blood from a turnip. And so you want to create a situation where you can succeed in the pretrial diversion program because this really is an opportunity to not be criminal. But JC, I want to mention something as well. There are just as many times for a filing of a false police report that we went through the pretrial diversion program that we never filed those charges at all. Like not even pretrial diversion, yeah. but simply declined to prosecute. And it brings up this point 
Somebody, uh, I heard somebody on Fox say, well, uh, isn't he guilty of this? Well, it's not about proving guilt or innocence. You can, you can prove that he did this beyond a reasonable doubt. Which I think the prosecutor said. Yes. Yeah, we think he did it, but this is, this is the sin, this is the appropriate response. This is the appropriate response. Now, here's the thing, JC, because it's public. Yeah. Now, all of a sudden. We have to deviate from what would be prosecutorially a, an appropriate response to a inappropriate response. Yeah, well, I think... And the, the public is crying out practically for a lynching. I, and people I, are like, well, the, the, the grand jury charged him with 16 counts. Do you know how many times a grand jury has been called to determine whether somebody should be prosecuted for filing a false police report? Right. Probably this one. Yeah. Because cause you don't do that. So the, Grand juries are called for death penalty cases, for murder cases, for cases where law enforcement are involved. But the only reason a grand jury was called in this case was because of the political attachment and the public attachment. The prosecutors, I'm going to tell you how this went, Because it, it hit all the hot buttons. It which did. Is, which is why we were so mad. Because yeah. race and hate and anti-Trump, it's obviously political. He's obviously a total scumbag uh and so we're really upset about it can i give but, you some but the insight legal, but the prosecutorial decision yes. is not unusual not unusual let me tell you how this went down but in the, the initial part is then let me tell you how this went down in the prosecutor's office uh-huh oh crap yeah we gotta do what something. are we gonna do about this because you know by the facts of this case if this were anybody else we would not file these charges because he's already been beat up. You know, he paid somebody to beat himself up. That's probably punishment enough, not to mention the fact that he's being persecuted in the public eye. So typically we wouldn't file these charges, uh, but you know, even if we wanted to do pretrial diversion, we are going to get smacked in the face by the public if we handle this the way we want to. Can I suggest so, an alternative? Hold on just one to? second. So then, this is how it happens. Then the lead prosecutor says, well, look, we can use the grand jury and take our hands off the charging yeah, decision. Yeah. Not, uh, not on us. And it's not on us. That's what they do. That's why, why uh, criminal cases against police officers go to grand juries so that the prosecutor cannot be accused of, of favoritism. Can I, can I suggest an alternative that might be possible, too? Um, remember, this, this case... Uh, this case shifted directions. Mm -hmm. So it sort of flip-flopped, right? Because first it was searching for who did this hate crime, blah, blah, blah. And then and then the investigation, the police said, no, no, it's the other way. So maybe they needed a grand jury to say, okay, uh, we need help figuring out which is which. Which side is it? So sort out the evidence. I mean, to give them the benefit of the doubt, could yeah. that also be a possibility? Mm, I don't know. We'll talk about it when we get back. Again, men tear up our constitution And from every direction we cry around You can't learn the easy way, you'll learn the hard way Chris Ann Hall, she's Liberty's lobbyist Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal JC and I are talking about the Jesse Smollett case And the fact that his... The, the conclusion of his case 
is not outrageous, it's not bizarre, it's not unheard of, it's actually quite typical under these circumstances, with the only thing being atypical, the amount of money that Smollett actually paid and, to the city of Chicago. And the initial grand jury. And the initial grand jury. For a filing false re- police report. For fi- yeah, that is... That is highly atypical, a grand jury to determine whether we should file charges on um, the uh, filing of a false police report. Now, before the break, you asked me, could they have been using the grand jury as a kind of investigatory tool? I I like your investi- I mean, I like your explanation better, Mm -hmm. but- if we were like really nice to them and giving Mm -hmm. them the benefit of the doubt, could that also be a possibility because there was- uh, contradiction, like there were two contradicting sides. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so because I think by the time they got to the grand jury, that question had already been settled, so it wouldn't have been that. Yeah. I, I really, really think that, and and this is it was a political freakout. This is this is, but this is not a disparaging comment on the prosecutors because they went to this grand jury. This is what the grand jury is for. Yeah, to remove the prosecutor's office from a decision. Uh, it's sort of like how the Bible says to uh, eschew all appearances of evil. So maybe. So what they're doing is like, look, we we don't want to do this. Maybe, we don't want to make this decision because. So maybe they're, again, giving the benefit of the doubt. Maybe the motivation was to be independent. We want an independent decision. So right. you can't exactly. point to us and say we're right. being political one right. way or the other. Right, exactly. Now, the, the one thing that I'm wondering is if maybe they think thought that the grand jury would not bring the charges. Yeah, you're right. And that sort of backfired <laughs> on them because here here they went ahead with the whole uh, appearance of the pretrial diversion anyway, right? Yeah. Which ends up making them look even worse because the grand jury brought these charges. Yeah, yeah if you and, thought it was this in the first place, why right, go through the grand right, right, jury? Right, right, right. And the grand jury brought back 16 counts, which is completely outrageous. So I don't... Uh, but does, doesn't The whole it? thing, the whole the filing and the, the charging is also very atypical in yes, this. Yes, because... And absolutely politically motivated. Because wouldn't that... That have that comes from the prosecutors, right? It, you mm-hmm. say 16 charges. They had to charge that in the first place. No, no, no. no or does no, the grand jury come up The with grand it? jury brings the, the true bill and says, we believe charges A, B, and C. So the, it's wow. up to the prosecutor to present the evidence and to present the potential statutory violations. It's the grand jury then that says uh, we we submit what, what they call a true bill on these charges or a no true bill on these charges so they can pick one or two, all or none. Okay. So that's sort of the, 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 the thing that, that's crazy out there. When you think if your nickname was Dr. Law, you, you should know this? <laughs> like how could your nickname be Dr. Law? And you think, GC, you're just totally going to get me started on and this. And that you business. think such such a such a very typical charging result is bizarre. Quote bizarre. CJC, this is why I don't watch <laughs> news programs because they 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 bring forward these people and they submit them to the American public as experts. And, and they're not. They're idiots. And this guy, what is his name? Dr. Law? Do you want me to name his yes, name? Yes, I want you to name him. <laughs> People can Google it. You can Google Dr. Law. Okay, Dr. Law. So Fox News brings in Dr. Law as an expert to talk about the fact that the prosecutors have dismissed these charges on Smollett. And he is... Okay, so first, Dr. Law is not just simply a lawyer. 
He's he's a um, the founder of a TV gossip. He yeah. Station. He's a, the sure. founder of a TV gossip show. It's like okay? the TV version of National Enquirer. Right. So he's got this. But whole... you, by the way, you see it cited on news all the time now. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Right. The National Enquirer <laughs> of Television. So he's up there. He's acting like Jerry Springer. He's got this whole Jerry Springer demeanor, which you have to know the media loves. They love. They don't like calm, reasoned logical and legal explanations. They like the Jerry Springer thing. That's why so, you don't get called back. Yeah, yeah. So so the Fox <laughs> brings him up for this as their expert on this. By the way, did you... I, I noticed that you did some research. I know he graduated from law school. But does he have any minutes in the criminal justice system? He does, but I don't think as a prosecutor. Mm-hmm. I don't know... I didn't find okay. out what exactly... Well, which that's people... By the way, the people don't understand that. Like doctors... So lawyers specialized. Absolutely. Okay, so just because he was an attorney, like he could have been, I don't know what he did, entertainment attorney, real estate attorney. Do you think a real estate attorney is is the one uh, to talk to in advising you about yeah. how pro- the prosecution process works? Probably right. not. No, I have people contact me all the time. Can you help me with this with this corporate issue, with this tax issue? Can this what and I have to tell them, look, I, that's not my specialty in law, but I can maybe help you find someone. Law is a very specialized practice. It'd be like going to you, you know, an optometrist and saying, you my know, knee I, hurts. I have this gastrointestinal <laughs> Right. Disorder. Right. Like, you right, are right, right. a doctor. You are a doctor. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, this doctor law is on Fox. This is and, and oh gosh, I can just get this out. This is the expert that they chose. Do you know how many prosecutors there are in the entire United States? In fact, many prosecutors appear on Fox. Yes. Why, why choose? Why choose this guy? You know why? Because Be- he said what they wanted him to no, say. No, no. Because it's because Smollett is a celebrity, and now. This gentleman uh, specializes in celebrity gossip. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, so that's his program. Truth truth be shoved out the door. Once again, we want ratings and we're going to partner up with the gossip columnist pretending to be a lawyer. Is this, by the way, is this one of those shows where you get attacked on Facebook? Because, I will get because attacked. Because everybody hates yes. small. Because everybody hates small. He ought to go to prison for the rest of his life for beating himself up and filing a po- false police report. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. So anyway, so he gets up there, this a uh, doctor law guy, and and does his little Jerry Springer act, and I can his his facial expressions are totally burned in my psyche. He's like, this is outrageous. This is this is bizarre. This is unheard of, and I'm I'm actually getting dressed. Yeah, you sort of. Over here. Like, I'm over he here. I'm not even watching. JC always does this to me. He makes me listen to this garbage and it makes my head explode. You said, and I and said, you, just so you know. Yeah, I as said, a can, I, can, I, can I sort of interject here during I, this? I saw this week after week. There yes. is nothing unusual about there this. There is nothing unusual about this. The only thing that is unusual about this is the public reaction about it, right? So why can't, I mean, Look, I, I, this is not a, 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 a hey, Chris Ann Hall has been slighted by Fox kind of thing. I'm just saying, they know how to get in touch with me. Right? <laughs> or they, any a prosecutor. Or any prosecutor, prosecutor across the United States. Yeah. They could get, there must be a, a, hundreds of prosecutors in Chicago, in New York, where Fox News is, is, is actually headquartered. By the way, I'm pretty sure Dr. Law was not in studio at the time. He was a, he was a satellite. I saw him satellite kind of window. So they could have had 
anybody. You know, they could have had, uh, what's the guy from, they could have had a defense attorney talk about this, right? The guy from, uh, probably the guy from uh, OJ wouldn't have been a good thing. But but nonetheless, there, there are a lot of celebrity level prosecutors and defense attorneys out there they could have heard from that would have told you exactly what I'm telling you now. But we can't bring you the truth on the news because we have to create political internal conflict and division between the American people. That is the only, look, I don't want to smash anybody. I don't want to point fingers at anybody. But JC, I'm just going to boldly say this out loud. That's the only reason Dr. Law was their expert because it was not about bringing the truth. It was not about bringing reality. It was about creating political division and conflict in America so they could have a story they could talk about all day and keep people watching. So you can stick it to the left. How the left sticks it to us. Yeah. We want to poke. We want to poke back at. Look, them. if you'd had a reasoned prosecutor up there giving the explanation that I gave based on experience and reality, the people would have been like, "Oh, well, that makes sense," yeah. and they'd have been done. They'd have never tuned back in again. Right. Saying, "Yeah, Smollett's an idiot. He's a he's a loser." You know, he's a, he, he's a he total, got beat up by himself. He's a total low character, piece of garbage human being, but. What he got was typical in the legal realm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the only thing atypical is the reaction. Now, I want to... I, I oh, wanna by s- the way, now, hold on. Don't forget uh, Rahm Emanuel and the police chief, because they're, they're slamming it, too. So what is their perspective? How can you say oh, come on. the mayor and the police chief Rahm Emanuel are- is, is, a, is a political prostitute. Okay, he sees an opportunity to step up in the public light and get bipartisan support. Right. So, hey, look, I'm not a liberal whack job, sold out socialist. I sided with you on this part. And it's not about race. See, I got this black police chief and these black officers all standing behind me and a couple of white guys, too. See? Political but, prostitution. That's all notice, that simply notice is. Notice how I use the phrase whitewash of justice. Whitewash. Oh. I, I think now I he can, is he is despicable. He's absolutely despicable. Now I can understand the law enforcement reaction. Because yes. I mean I would be ticked off. Yes, no, absolutely. Also. Absolutely. So I don't fault them at all. I mean right. this this idiot Smollett let led them on a wild goose chase. Right. And, and, and made them and, look silly. And diverted, you know, a diverted resources. Legitimate resources. Like, absolutely. Like, look, we got People uh, in danger and real criminals and real things taking place, and we got to follow this idiot's false story. So I, t- I'm totally 100%, you know, with the reaction of the police. I get that. Uh, Let me give what it- you're saying from from the prosecutorial standpoint. Right. The you- fact that it was dropped right. was not unusual, but no. the police are like, you know. Some, considering what this guy did to us, something ought to be done. Something worse ought to happen to this guy. Right. I get that reaction. But anger is Because I kind of feel the same yeah, way. But, but anger I, is not a sentence enhancement. Correct. Okay? So I, but it's I, not how we treat people in the justice system. You made me angry, so I'm going to, to prosecute you. As a matter of fact, if that were the case, JC, that would be called a vindictive prosecution, yeah. which exactly is a crime. Well, I can't... So I can't... I can't react as a prosecutor from the anger of the police officers right. and punish somebody because the police officers are mad because that's a crime for me. Yeah, and I was going to say that same thing. So I, I 100% agree with the, the police's reaction because I and I would feel, in fact, I do feel the same way. Mm-hmm. But the way I feel 
can't be, you know, that doesn't dictate how I react. Because I do think, yeah, something worse ought to happen to this guy. I but want to say this before we go to break, That's JC. not the legal way it happens. Thomas Paine said, an avidity to punish always is dangerous to liberty. It leads men to stretch, to misinterpret, to misapply even the best laws. He that would make his own liberty secure must guard even his enemy from oppression. For if he violates his duty, he establishes a precedent that will reach unto himself. Welcome back to the Chris Ann Hall Show. Um, that quote that I gave you from Thomas Paine is an indictment on human nature. What he's simply saying to you is this. Your avidity, your, your passion to punish someone can come back and bite you yeah. when it becomes you. Right? The prosecutorial system, the criminal justice system is established so that innocent people are not prosecuted, so that people who make stupid mistakes are not punished the rest of their life for something that they did. Can you, can you describe what Smollett did in any other way than just colossal stupidity? And, and people, this, what, if, what if this was your son or your father? or your uncle or your nephew who made a colossally stupid decision. Now you want this kind of precedent to be punishing your family member. And don't tell me, well, if you broke the law, that's baloney and you know it. Because if it was your family member, it would be totally different. We are not in the criminal justice system to be persecutors. And that's what this demand is against Smollett. It is merely a persecution because the normal standard of this, Jason, can I just tell you, we did pretrial diversion for people who were caught with marijuana, caught with drugs. We've done pretrial diversion with people who were caught stealing from people. Where there was a victim. Where there was a victim for vandalism. Why? Because it's not in the best interest of society to operate by hand or eye for eye. Okay, we are not, okay, we are not Sharia law. Right. We don't chop off somebody's hand because they stole. We don't poke out somebody's eye. We don't do these things in America. Now that may seem that it may, may appear to be politically unacceptable in certain cases, but you have to remember the system is set up to be cookie cutter. Right. Well, it's supposed to be blind justice. Right? Blind justice, right? And so, what did he actually do? Okay. Not, not who not, is he? Not who is he? How much this makes you angry? How much of a low? By the way, when you say this is your this is your son, whatever. So my first reaction would be, how did I raise such a low character, degenerate <laughs> son? That would be right. my first reaction. Right. Which I think this guy is, but that's not that, that, as you said, that's not a sentence in a answer. Yeah, and it's not a crime <laughs> to be low life, right? It's yeah. like that that uh, which he is that that kids movie hoodwinked. 
Really yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> we don't creepy. We the don't arrest guy. people for yeah. we don't arrest people for being creepy, right? Yeah. Hey, better get that guy out of the out of the. You know that guy we have in a cell. Yeah, the creepy one. Uh, better let him go. <laughs> we don't arrest guy for creepy. So look, I know this. This is something that may may uh, cringe, make us cringe on the inside because. Uh, but but examine that cr- in cr- that cringing, right? Yeah, this is is that of- cringing politically motivated because you want to poke the liberals in the eye? Is that cringing, uh, you know, politically motivated because of the hate crime perspective? See, this is why I hate hate crime thing language anyway, right? Because now what you're saying is this man because of this hate crime classification deserves a stricter punishment than anybody else on the planet who would have done the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, another so thing... So just examine the way you're feeling because this is not justice. There's dan- What about the dangerous precedent now where now there's a call for the federal government oh, no. to come look into... Of course you know, there's... Well, that might be why Rahm Emanuel is making his outrage. He's dying to have the federal government take over Chicago. Yeah. Remember, Chicago was supposed to be the test ground for for federal police force to come in and end the, the the you know the crime sprees there. Can I say one one last thing that was funny with Doctor Law? Oh God! He say, he says this was so stupid. I couldn't believe he's saying this. He says the 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 state attorney, the prosecutor, Fox or whatever, she recused herself. And then when they issued decision, it was on state attorney letterhead. Like they were supposed to go out and buy different stationery because she recused herself. See, this is how stupid it is. And one attorney recusing herself doesn't recuse the whole office, by the way. What an end. Come on, Fox, please. Please do a little bit more diligent research on who your experts actually are. And by the way, this is why, you know, you and I, meaning you and me and the listeners of this, of the Liberty First show realize that experts on these television shows are far from that. Well, thank you guys for joining us. I hope you're still my friend. (laughs) God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.